heard the rest. Now here's the best. Stay tuned, sports podcast. And hello there, all you stay tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jumbo here for our weekly MMA combat sport episode. Not too much to talk about other than the controversy that happened over the weekend at um, the UFC fight night. <coughs> but before we get into the show, head over to Twitter, follow us there at ST Sports Podcast, as well as our Facebook page um, and our YouTube channel. And also head over to podchaser.com to leave us some reviews there. Um, check out some of the other Belly Up Sports podcasts that the podcast network um, helps supply for us. So, like I stated, UFC Fight Night was this past weekend. I didn't really watch the full card, but I definitely turned on the the right fight at the right time. And that was with the... Uh, the Ian the Kulaba... Versus Magomedov fight. Um, very strange start to it first off. Uh, Ion basically just walked right over as as Bruce, Buff, uh, Bruce Buffer was uh, announcing the fighters and everything. Ion ended up walking straight over to the other corner and got a little physical with, with the other fighter. Granted, they got separate it but I mean I've never seen that before I'm surprised that they the commission let the fight go on I mean Ion has done this almost every fight he always walks over makes a little a little gesture to you know psych out his fight his opponent or whatever you would want to call it but I mean this it could have started off pretty bad and the whole time, the ref just stood there. You know, um, I read an article that, uh, from uh, Big John McCarthy commenting on the whole, the whole fight. You know, from that incident all the way to the the horrendous ending. Kevin McDonald, the ref, just just stood there. And like Big John said, if you see a fighter walking over to the other opponent, you don't have to grab him or anything. You just walk with them until he gets past the halfway mark and say, okay, that's close enough. That's good enough. And send them back. You know, these guys are showmen, you know, so they want to get the, the fans hyped up to especially see something like that. But you cannot let two fighters get physical with each other before the fight even starts. So the fight starts and about 39 seconds in, Ion gets clipped. I mean, it did connect, and then he starts wobbling around. And there was some incidents, I thought, that he looked like he was playing possum and kind of got his footing ready to, to throw a haymaker. Um, and in real time, it looked like there were a couple shots that were connecting to the head. And before... The fight got stopped. The first punch that got uh, that connected on Ion, Kevin McDonald ran right in. He almost stopped it right there and there. 
But he did, and he backed off, and he, he looked like he wanted to jump in every time. And then finally, about five seconds, ten seconds into, you know, Ion wobbling around or whatever, Kevin McDonald stopped the fight, gave the TKO uh, win to uh, Megomad. Um, just just a bad, bad stoppage. I, I think, um, you know, when you look at it, because as soon as he stopped it, as soon as Kevin McDonald stopped it, Ion just started protesting. He was fine. He wasn't wobble-legged or anything like that. And I mean, the, the place erupted with booze. And even the commentators were making the statements about how it seemed like he was playing possum. Now, I'm not, sh I'm not sure if it was right after the fight or backstage when they had... Um, the interview with the, the fighters and Ion said that that was his game plan he knows that his opponent is a very aggressive fighter and was hoping to sucker him in thinking that he's hurt when he really wasn't because I'll tell you what one of the haymakers that he threw that Ion threw almost connected and it could have ended the fight um but here's the thing, you know, I saw someone posted on Twitter and I thought maybe, you know, someone photoshopped or whatever. So I, I looked it up myself on UFC to see if there's any rules about, you know, the, the rope-a-dope. And actually there is. The UFC rules state about uh, timidity, avoiding contact with an opponent intentionally or consistently dropping the mouthpiece or faking an injury is against the rules. So... The thing is, you know, Ion did say come Monday, come today, um, they are going to be filing the appeal process, or filing the appeal. Before I saw this rule, I thought he had a leg to stand on. This one might be tough to win. Because it says right here that, you know, he can't, can't fake an injury, and it's up to the, the referee's discretion of stopping the fight or deducting a point whatever it would be I would like to see them rerun this this fight back even though Megomed said no you know that's that's not his job you know I mean he is he's a very good fighter himself so I'm sure he wants a bump up in competition now, but I just think the right thing to do is clear the air of any controversy by running this back and maybe letting Ion know not to fake injuries or play the rope-a-dope, which, you know, I was talking to one of my buddies at work. It's a shame that he kind of can't do that because let's think about Ali and Fraser. Ali did a rope-a-dope. How would have boxing history been if the referee stepped in because he thought he was injured? You know, like... Even another quote that, that Big John said about Kevin McDonald was, you're in there to be an inspector, not a fan or anything like that. For you, 
to allow these fighters to come in contact before the fight while you're just standing there looking cool and whatnot, you know, you have a job to do in there. And that's to make sure nothing gets out of hand. And then to have a stoppage like that, I mean, hey, according to the rule, I'm not supposed to do it. It's up to the ref's discretion. I may not agree with it. Everybody else may not agree with it, but that's why they have rules. Then the other controversial fight actually started on Friday at the weigh-ins. The main event was Figaro versus uh, Benavidezes for the 125-pound belt. And Figueroa came in two and a half pounds heavy, which turned the title fight into a one-sided title fight. So if Joseph Benedito would have won, he would have been the, the 125-pound champion. But with Figueroa uh, coming in heavy, he had no chance at winning the belt. He ends up knocking out Benavidez, and now the belt is vacant. And it, it throws the whole 125-pound weight class division into chaos. Because before this fight, there was talks of UFC scrapping the division. But by Triple uh, C giving up the belt, because he had the belt in the 125 division, and I believe the 135 gave new life to the division until this happened. Now there's no champion. And I mean, Triple C gave it up. Does it go back to him? You know, he's more focused on the, the 135 division compared to 125. It's just another incident where UFC just does not look good to me why not just completely scrap that that fight give Joey B his cut of the money and the dude who came in heavy give him his cut of his money I mean Joey B came in fine he was you know professional enough not only come in heavy on a fight, but come in heavy on a title fight. Now, how much of that extra two and a half pounds actually did help him? I don't think so. I mean, I've seen the highlights because after the Ion fight, I, I turned it off and went to do something else. But, you know, I saw the highlights and... The punch just connected. I know there was some headbutts. It was just a weird, weird night there for UFC. 
and just seems lately just you know like this weekend we're, we're gonna talk about it uh this weekend's fights coming up yoel romero who's on a losing streak or lost his last fight granted it was a close uh fight but he lost his last fight and he gets a title shot jose aldo loses his last fight and he gets a title shot so ufc does not care about rankings Loves using the uh, interim champion phrase. It's like Oprah. You get one. You get one. You get one. It just—it's turning into a spectacle. And you got you know promotions like Bellator and One. If they scrap the 125 division, those guys I hope go over over to one championship because I think it would be very good for them and still be entertaining over there. But at some point, UFC's got to really get a, a, a handle on all these incidences. All these people, all these fighters missing cuts, getting suspended for um, illegal substance, you know, PEDs, whatever you want to call it. Now, I know a few months ago, they, they changed their um, policies as far as what is used, you know, what can't, but how much you can when it comes to the USADA. So, it was just, like I said, just a weird, weird weekend for UFC. And I won't be surprised as far as the 125 division, the men's division, being done now. Just because of all the, the drama that happens. Maybe it's just not worth keeping that division around. So, like I said, we have UFC 248 this weekend. Um, doesn't look like that bad of a, a card. Uh, got two championship fights. And kicking off the pay-per-view, we have Alex Oliveira versus Max Griffin in the welterweight division. Then Neil Magny versus Lee Jingaling. I hope I didn't butcher his name by that way. If I did, I'm sorry. Um, then after that fight, we have Benel Darish versus Jakar Close in the lightweight division. This fight right here is one I'm going to be really interested in. It's Zhang Welly versus JJ. Um, and that's for the Women's Strawweight uh, Championship. And then the main event is Israel Donase versus Joel Romero. Um, kicking off the card with the Alexa or Alex Oliveira versus Max Griffin. I'm going with Oliveira. Um, his past couple of fights. Thought he was really good, good in. Um, I think um, I think he's gonna pull out a submission win here. Then between Neil Magny versus Jing Lang, um, this could be a good fight. I saw uh, Jing Lang's last fight, and he was pretty good. And it was pretty entertaining. Neil Magny has some entertaining fights himself, but I think Neil Magny is gonna pull up 
pull off this this fight. I'm not sure if he's going to be the favorite or not. But I, if he's the underdog, I won't be surprised if he pulls off the upset. Then, right before the co-main event, we have Benal Dariush versus Drakkar Close. Um, I'm going to go with Dariush here. Then, co-main event, Zhang Weili versus JJ. Now, I probably would pick JJ to win this one. But I'm hoping she gets her, her face smashed in by Zhang. Because when this coronavirus started and everything like that, JJ posted on, on Twitter a photoshopped UFC poster fight, you know, two of 248 poster with her and, and Zhang on there. And JJ was wearing a gas mask, making fun of the virus being over in China. Then she took it down and said, oh, it was only a joke, this and that, blah, blah, blah. There's people dying because of this virus. Like, I understand, again, you want to sell a fight or you want to get into your, your opponent's head. But at some point, you got to draw a line somewhere. You know, Conor McGregor um, taking shots at Hubby about his religion, about how, you know, even bringing his wife into it. Sell a fight. Don't make fun of people's religion. Don't make people fun of people's family. That stuff should stay out of the fight game. At least those two areas of a, a fighter's life. So I'm really, really hoping Zhang comes in and finishes her within the first 30 seconds of the of the fight. And I, I think she could. Uh, you know, JJ to me, I think is at a point of her career where Ronda Rousey was in her career. I think everybody has finally caught up to JJ's talent. And the upper level talent could compete with JJ. Yes, there's still some women fighters out there that JJ could run over. I don't think she could beat Rose again. I think if they were to fight ever again, I think Rose pulls off the win. Because I think fight, I think Rose is coming back in April. I forget who she's. Oh, she's fighting um, Andre. But I think she's on a downturn of her her career now, and I think Zhang's gonna help push that even further down. But moving on to the main event, like I said, Israel Adonase versus Joel Romero. Now, even though Romero lost his last fight, I actually had him winning that one um, against Costa. It was a close fight, you know, either way. I'm not upset by him not winning it because it was that close. I, I thought it could go either way. But I'm curious to see... If Adonase takes him into the later rounds, how much gas tank does Romero have? Because he does gas out. Because he's always looking for those haymakers. I don't know if Adonase is the next John Jones of the division. 
he has shown some signs of potential legend in the middleweight division. But I'm actually going to go with Romero here with the upset because, again, with all the drama going on in the UFC, why not have a fighter that lost his last fight win the belt? Just cause more drama. But I do think if Adonisei could get him to the later third round and on, the better chance it's his to to win back and, and defend it. I think Romero has about two rounds to try to take Adonisei out. Otherwise, I don't think it's going to go good for him. This does have potential to be a fight of the night candidate. I think this could be a war. But I'm going with Romero for the win. And like you know, like I said, guys, it wasn't that much news to talk about, so it's a little bit of a shorter episode this week. But um, we will be back uh, Thursday, me, Shoulders, and hopefully Allentown, to talk NFL, NHL, all the other sports that sports news that happen. So before I go, head over to uh, Twitter, follow us there at ST Sports Podcast, as well as our Facebook and our YouTube channel, and head over to, to podchaser.com, look us up there, like us there, leave us reviews. It's a good way for us to connect with you guys of what you guys would want to hear on the show. And then we still have the Deontay Wilder t-shirt available over on Teespring. Just look up our um, our store there, or if when you go on our Twitter, I have the store pinned right to our Twitter page. So, so till next time, this is your good friend Jimbo signing out.